Hello, this sermon audio is a ministry of the Town Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. If you would like to learn more about us, how to connect, or how to support us, go to our website, thetownchurch.org. While listening to the Bible preached is a healthy part of our spiritual formation, it is not the whole picture. So if you aren't a part of a local church, we encourage you to prayerfully commit to a local body of believers where you live. We're glad you can join us, and we hope God uses the following sermon to reveal more of His glory to you. As a church, tonight is really a culmination of the Advent season for us. Advent is that month or so before Christmas that we intentionally take to prepare our hearts to celebrate the birth of Jesus that we remember on Christmas Day. So this is the culmination of a season for us. It's a beautiful night. We have to do this intentionally. We as a church, we typically preach through books of the Bible, but we often take a break for Advent, and we consider different themes that are Advent-related to do this, to prepare our hearts. And this year, we took kind of a non-traditional route, and we looked at three different identities that we saw of Jesus in the Christmas carol, We Three Kings. Three different verses point to three different identities. The the first one we saw is that, that Christ is our King, He's the king of kings, right? He's the Lord of lords, all authority he has, and he brings us joy. So we saw Christ is our king. And then we saw that Christ is God. He's fully God. He's a member of the pre-existent trinity. He was never created, but through him all creation came to be, and to him we owe all of our praise and worship. Christ is God. And then last week we saw that Christ is our perfect sacrifice, our single One time, once for all time, fully sufficient, perfect sacrifice before a holy God to atone for, to to wipe away the guilt of our sin. We saw that Christ is king and God and sacrifice. Each of those titles telling us something about who this Christ is. And it's straightforward, isn't it? Tonight, we get to celebrate that Jesus is that Christ, that Jesus is that Messiah that was prophesied for so long. He is king and God and sacrifice. Three titles that tell us so much about who he is. It's straightforward. And I love that. (laughs) I'm getting a little bit older. Been around the block a couple times. Hopefully I have a few more times ahead of me. But as I'm getting older, I've noticed I've become a bit of a curmudgeon, like like a grumpy critic kind of. A curmudgeon about how we name things. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just want to name things what they actually are and what they actually do. You know what I mean? So, uh, for example, I'm not really a car guy. I know a little bit about cars. But it, the kids in here, do you guys, do any of our kids, oh, it's off. I got it. That's on me. Do any of our kids know what that is? Shout it out. What's that? Spark plug. Guess what a spark plug does? It's a plug that makes a spark. Yeah. See how straightforward that is? Like, I like that. Or here's another one. This one's harder. You know what that is? Yeah. <laughs> catalytic converter. Now, I know nothing about it other than the name. So I know it converts catalytically or catalytic things, right? So I know a little bit about it. It's straightforward. It's a catalytic converter. But what about these things? A piston and that rod-looking thing? That's a cam. Those go in cars, too. You can't tell what they are, what they do by the name, can you? You have to have some sort of insider car knowledge to know what those things are. 
I happen to know what a piston does. I still have no clue what a cam does, but it's part of a car. Or take, take computers. What's that? It's close. That's a soundboard. Guess what a soundboard does? It's a board that helps a computer what? Produce sound. It's straightforward. I love it. Or this one. That's a motherboard. Yeah, computers don't make babies, right? So it must be something else. It, it must be important to the computer. Like a mothership is an important ship. Well, a motherboard must be important. Like I already know that just by the name of it. But what about that? Like, yeah, we all know what a mouse is. But if you didn't know anything about computers and somebody said they had, has a mouse, you have no clue what it does. You have the wrong idea about what it does. So you need like insider computer knowledge to know what a mouse is. Or to t- take a shot of the church world, we have... Uh, uh, we have a group of guys that meets once a month. Guess what we call that? We call this men's monthly gathering. Straightforward. Tells you what it is. I love that. Okay. This is probably more my personality, but I'm just really fond of that. Now, it's not called like Outpost. I don't, I don't, know, what, I don't know what Outpost is. Or, you know acronyms? It's a word, but each letter stands for a different word. So you have to know what it stands for to really know what it actually is. So like, we didn't call it meat, men's extraordinarily exciting time. Like, that's also insider knowledge, isn't it? It's just called men's monthly gathering. Now, there is nothing wrong with creative names. Like our small groups are called townships. So it's, it's fine. I'm just kind of, this is my personality. But I love it when things are named something that tells me about what that thing is and what it does. So here we are on Christmas Eve preparing our hearts to celebrate the birth of a Christ that we've already been told is King, God, and Sacrifice. Straightforward titles, right? They, say, they tell us something about this Christ. Well, tonight in an effort to further prepare our hearts, I want to add two more names to that. And I want to pull them out of Matthew's account of the birth of this Christ. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 1. If you don't, didn't bring a Bible, we've got some here, we've got some in the back. I'm also going to have it up on the screen, so no worries there. But I want to turn to Matthew chapter 1. It's the first book in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. Go to Matthew chapter 1. Now, Matthew was one of the Christ, Jesus' 12 disciples. He's on the inner circle. He lived with Jesus. He heard from Jesus. He walked with Jesus. And he's going to intentionally here include two names for Jesus and then explain what that name means. Now, if we were speakers of the original language of the Bible, Old Testament mostly Hebrew, New Testament mostly Greek, these names, most of them anyway, would make sense to us. They're straightforward names and titles for Jesus. Tell us who he is or what he does. Here's two, and Matthew actually then tells us what they mean. So let's read this. Sorry, in Matthew chapter 1, we're read verses 18 through 25. So here is starting in verse 18 of Matthew chapter 1. Look for these two titles. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. 
All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. All right, what is the first name that Matthew uses and then explains? Jesus. Yeah, his name is to be Jesus, which literally means God is salvation. I love it. It's straightforward. It's who Jesus is, right? Church, this is good news for us. God is salvation. The Bible is completely clear that you cannot save yourself, right? Like, it's not you are your salvation, why, why is that? Why can you not save yourself? Because you're sinful, and everything in this creation has been tainted by sin, which means you can't do enough good things to save yourself. You can't rely on anything else in this creation to save you. You are sinful. Sin is everything that's contrary to God's very nature. It's bent. It's broken. It, everything that displeases him, that is what we have now because of the fall. And because of that, we cannot save ourselves. No amount of good works. And on the other hand, no amount of self-inflicted suffering could you possibly put upon yourself to convince a holy God to remove his just wrath from you upon your sin. And so we are stuck in our sin. We're dead, the Bible says. We can't even lift a pinky finger up to God. We cannot save ourselves. But what does Jesus' name mean? God can, right? This is the beauty of the name of Jesus. God is our salvation. God can do what we never could. Jesus is our salvation. How will Jesus save us? What's that second name in Matthew 1 that Matthew uses? Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. See, God did the unimaginable, didn't he? When we were dead, could not save ourselves. We can't remember. I mean, that pinky finger. Cannot save ourselves. God took the initiative and actually came to us. Became one of us. This is what we're celebrating. About 2,000 years ago, God sent a member of the Trinity, God himself, Jesus, to an incredibly young and poor couple, to an incredibly insignificant small town in the Middle East, to actually become one of us, to become fully human. And then to live a sinless, perfect life that you and I never could. We know this, don't we? We see the brokenness inside of us. We see the brokenness of this world. But Jesus, because he's fully God, could live that sinless life. And then he died a death on the cross that you and I, my friends, deserve for our sin. This is the beauty of him being fully human. He could take our place. <laughs> He could be our substitute. All of God's wrath upon your sin, poured out upon him on the, upon the cross when we deserve to be there. Poured out upon Jesus. So he takes God's wrath from us. And what does he give us instead? God's favor. 
This is nuts. Isn't this beautiful? Please nod your heads. This is beautiful. This is God's grace poured out upon Jesus who is our salvation. God himself coming to live with us and being salvation for us. So what do we need to do? We believe that he is who he says he is. That he's our perfect sacrifice. That he is king. That he is God. We trust him to be that sacrifice. Not ourselves anymore. Not ourselves and something else. Not Jesus and something else. But Christ alone to be our perfect, sufficient, once for all time sacrifice to remove God's wrath from, our, from us. It is beautiful. This is the gospel, my friends. Did this perfect sacrifice, who was Jesus, did he stay in the grave? Did Jesus stay in the grave? He, <laughs> he rose again, right? He conquered sin and death forever. Him rising again was saying, I am the victor. I am the conqueror. There's a line in We Three Kings that Carol, and it celebrates this. This this is how it goes. It says, glorious now behold him what? Arise. He arose out of the grave. The grave could not contain the king and the God and the perfect sacrifice. He arose, king, God, and sacrifice. Alleluia, alleluia, heaven to earth replies. My friends, this is the beautiful gospel truth. And this, Jesus is coming back at a second advent in the flesh. He's going to come back and make all things right. He's going to repair everything that's broken. He's going to restore all that you feel that is wrong with yourself in this world. He's coming back to make all things right again in his second advent. And until he does, we get to celebrate his first advent. That's what we're doing tonight. We're celebrating the advent of Jesus at birth to that young couple in the Middle East 2,000 years ago who was all of this. The Christ who is king, the Christ who's our God, the Christ who's a perfect sacrifice, Jesus the Christ, Emmanuel. Merry Christmas, my friends. Yeah, let me pray for us. God, I thank you that out of your grace, you did the unimaginable. You sent your son Jesus to take our place, to pour your wrath out upon him instead of us. And then you rose him again from the grave, the exclamation point, declaring your victory over the sin and grave forever for your people. God, I pray that you would show us more of yourself even tonight and tomorrow as we celebrate. Would you show us more and more layers of who you are here? And God, I ask that if there's anybody here who's not sure about Jesus, not, not real sure that buying all this, God, would you draw them to yourself and save them, I pray. I pray that the truths about who Jesus is, that you would show them that, God. Help them to pursue the questions that they have. And for us as your people, would you help us to rejoice tonight? Rejoice in the full knowledge and the full confidence for what you've already accomplished for us through your Son, whom you sent so, 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 so long ago. God, we thank you for this gift. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.